Welcome to Daily Devotion with Ken Gurley. Devotions designed to inspire you on your daily walk with God. Each day we walk through the vital principles of the abundant life. Our Lord can do above and beyond all we ask or think. Here's your host, Ken Gurley. It's an abiding truth of our faith that God gives us the best for our worst. We see that today when we look at the sheep. All this week, we're looking at Bible metaphors on daily devotion. Today, we're going to talk about how successful overcoming children of God. We have the nature of a sheep. Not a very flattering image, is it? Because when you consider the qualities of a sheep, you're not really all that impressed at first. Nevertheless, we are like the sheep of his pasture. Here's the first quality. Sheep are easily intimidated. Surely we're not like sheep. I remember the story of a young man raised on a sheep farm. He carried two buckets in his hands and saw a few sheep with their heads poked around the barn. He saw them, but they didn't see him. And he bashed the buckets together and the sheep were so startled, they just tumbled all over each other. You see, sheep are very timid by their nature. We're not at all like sheep, or are we? Sheep are easily confused. Unlike homing pigeons, dogs, cats, sheep can get turned around, and once they lose sight of home, they have virtually no idea how to get back, and they then become vulnerable. Sheep are easily misled. If a sheep is startled or distracted or upset, it will just take off running and others will follow. I read the story of a shepherd who lost a large portion of his flock. An evening thunderstorm had frightened a sheep and it began to run. Then the others followed. And regrettably, he did not find them until the next morning, lying lifeless at the bottom of a hill. Isaiah said it, all we like sheep have gone astray. We are easily misled. We're all alone, easily intimidated, confused, and misled. Yes, we are a lot like sheep. These are not flattering descriptions, as I said before, but I want to mention one more. For each of the previous descriptions, our anxiety, our confusion, our waywardness, we have this assurance. The Lord is my shepherd. Man's weakness prompts us to look to God. We have a shepherd. Can we just say that and think that and pray that together? The Lord is my shepherd. Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. I laid down my life for my sheep. We are fearful, confused, wayward, but the Lord is my shepherd. Jesus goes before me. I will have no fear. Jesus goes with me. Jesus seeks after me. He's the good shepherd who would leave the 90 and 9. There's one more quality of a sheep. One of the greatest needs of them all is when we feel helpless. Hasn't a sense of helplessness washed over the world over the last few months and years? Sometimes we don't know where to turn. We don't know what to do and who can trust. We're like that schoolboy in Robert Blair's classic poem. He must walk through a graveyard on his way from school. 
He's holding his books. And to build his courage, he begins to whistle. And from that poem comes the phrase, whistle past the graveyard. In the world that we're living in, with such fearsome things taking place, that's the best some people can do, is whistle past the graveyard. So many people are going through dark and lonely times, armed with little more than a whistle, false cheer, false brightness. You see, from helplessness comes hopelessness. And we all wrestle and struggle with that. Sheep are not just timid. Sheep have an built-in sense of helplessness. Other animals have claws, sharp teeth, the ability to dice, slice, and chop, not sheep. In fact, if a sheep tumbles down a slight slope and lands on its back, they're not able to get up. They will lay there unless there's an outside intervention, unless a shepherd comes along and helps. We're not at all like sheep, or are we? Can we be vulnerable and transparent here in daily devotion and admit that sometimes we are frightfully helpless? And it's that sense of helplessness that attracts the good shepherd. As I said at the beginning, his best comes for our worst. For when we feel helpless, the helper comes. That's another word for the comforter, the Holy Spirit, the helper in our lives. When we fall short, he shows up. When we get ever more anxious, the Lord appears. When we admit our need, He comes with his great sufficiency, and he makes that generous offer, our worst for his best. Isn't that at least part of the reason why we love the shepherd's psalm, the 23rd psalm? Because God leads, God provides, God fights for us, God settles us down. He's the good shepherd who lays down his life for his sheep. He says that twice in John 10. But Jesus also says twice in the same chapter, I am the door of the sheep. The late Lord John Ogilvie wrote of a time he was staying in the Holy Land. He was in the hills walking outside the village where he was staying. And as evening shadows began to fall, he noticed a large flock of sheep in the valley below. A group of shepherds stood talking while the sheep milled about. He watched something unusual take place. One by one, the shepherds separated and began walking in different directions. Each shepherd began calling out, and that great massive flock of sheep began to splinter into smaller flocks. Sheep began to split up and follow after their own shepherd. They knew his voice. He called them by name. And soon that massive group of sheep were in smaller separate groups each following their own shepherd. As Ogilvy watched, the shepherds lead their separate flocks to different sheepfolds, different clefts in the hills, surrounded by rock with a single opening. The shepherds stood inside the sheepfolds, called their sheep inside. Then they built fires just outside the entryway, began to prepare their evening meals. Ogilvy said no matter how long he lived, that magnificent scene in the valley would be etched in his mind. Shepherds calling their individual sheep, shepherds stepping into the sheepfold and building a fire, sheep resting secure within, 
No sheep could go out without passing the shepherd. And more importantly, no danger could enter without passing the watchful gaze of the shepherd. For centuries, for millennia, shepherds have done this. And Jesus said in John 10, I am the door. And it's in that context that Jesus says, the thief cometh not but to steal, kill, and destroy. But I've come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. That our weakness, our helplessness, our worst attracts the highest and best qualities of God. It shows us his best when we are at our worst. The imagery can also be found in Isaiah. He too offers two idioms of our helpless condition. He compares us to a bruised or a bent reed by the riverbanks. He compares us to a smoking flax or a wick that is barely burning. And he says of our Lord, our Lord will never snap off a bent reed, neither will he snuff out a smoldering flame. He is drawn into our helplessness. Our worst calls for God's best. Have you ever used the word eccentric? We describe people who separate themselves as odd, strange. The word eccentric means away from the center. This is what happens when we drift from God, when we allow our helplessness to drive us away from others and into a corner. In fact, that's the meaning of the word anxious in the Greek. It means that our attention is splintered, divided, or shared, that our hearts and minds are no longer solely stayed on the Lord Jesus Christ. Paul said we should be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, to let our requests be made known unto God. And what? And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will keep our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. You see, prayer is the nerve center that expresses our helplessness before God. And that's what draws the good shepherd, the door of the sheep, into our lives. And the result is peace. Our crying out to him, our expression of reliance upon him, our worst attracts his best. I'm concerned about each of you today, and I'm concerned for you. Are you wandering from the fold? Has this crazy season in which we live, in which we find ourselves, drawn you from the presence of God and from one another in the sheepfold? Here in this daily devotion, we try to stay together, cling to one another. We hope, we pray with one another. We look to lift up each other's hands. We look into the dark night and we can see two things. First, there is a fire at the entryway of the sheepfold. It's a fire of protection, a similar fire that burned by night over the children of Israel, our God, our consuming fire, our great I am, the Lord Jesus Christ is watching over us. We look at the night through the light. We look at the darkness through the fire. We see that greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world, and greater are they that are with us than they that are against us. Second, we sense the enemy come near, and when we realize that, we grow helpless. 
As we look from the sheepfold into the fierceness of our world, though, we have consolation. Our good shepherd stands ready to fight for us. So what have I to dread and what have I to fear? I'm leaning on the everlasting arms. We are timid, but God is not. We grow anxious at times in our life, and there are certain seasons of anxiety. But God does not grow anxious. We are wayward, and we drift from our course, and we are easily led astray. All we, like sheep, have gone astray. But God is forever on target. God is forever on point. He knows exactly where he's going. He knows exactly where he's leading us. To each and every one of you, as we consider these metaphors this week, the metaphor of a sheep, yes, it does render a helpless condition, but that helplessness attracts the presence of the Lord. And in our dependence upon him, as we lean upon him, he gives us his best for our worst. Zechariah describes a coming day when the sheep of the house of Israel will be transformed into majestic war horses. Yes, we should grow in confidence. Yes, we should grow in boldness because there is a transformation taking place inside of us. We can be confident that the Lord, our shepherd, is near us and with us. And where he leads, we will follow each and every day of our lives, and we will see that transformation take place. God bless you. Thank you for sharing in daily devotion with Ken Gurley. We pray this ministry has been a source of encouragement and strength to you. Please be mindful that your financial support enables us to meet with you each day. To give a donation or connect with us, visit our website at kengurley.com. There you will also find the latest books, podcasts, and resources. The book on prayer is Pastor Gurley's latest book. You can get your copy of this life-changing book at kengurley.com. May God's favor rest on you in every way until we meet again.